The Spirit of God brings clarity. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, friends. We are moving on today in Philippians chapter 3. We're looking only at verses 15 and 16 today uh, because they are kind of a unified theme. And um, Paul uh, challenges us to see that the Spirit of God uh, is not a spirit of chaos and confusion. Uh, The Spirit of God will always bring clarity into our lives. Where we're lacking clarity, where we're lacking understanding, uh, where we're lacking insight or discernment into things, the Spirit of God will provide that if we seek Him And if we seek the Spirit's wisdom, if we seek understanding, if we seek insight, if we seek discernment, the Spirit will always provide those things. Where there is chaos and confusion, where there is dissension, where there is disagreement, um, the Spirit of God is not present there in the midst of those things. Uh, The Spirit is always present, but you won't find the Spirit in confusion. You won't find the Spirit in chaos. That's not God's spirit. That's a a worldly spirit. Um, The enemy loves to confuse. The enemy loves to bring chaos. The enemy loves to bring disagreement uh, in order to disrupt unity, in order to disrupt harmony. Um, The Spirit of God will bring unity and harmony. Harmony into every situation. The Spirit of God brings understanding where we lack it. Uh, And the Spirit's job is to mature us Uh, as believers, as followers of Christ. And so, yes, there are times within the church where we um, express differing opinions. Yes, there are times in the church where we have differing understandings of a certain passage of Scripture. Uh, But if we are in lockstep on the essentials, uh, those things where we might disagree or see something differently Uh, don't have to be things that divide us or bring chaos or confusion into the picture. And so today we're looking at Philippians 3, 15 through 16. Before we get into the word specifically, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. Uh, It's Tuesday, Lord. Uh, We're just digging in for the week and kind of just getting started into this week and and what it has for us. Father, lead the way. Uh, We don't want to be out ahead of you. We want to be following your lead. We want to follow behind just enough so we can see your footprints as you're leading us in the direction that we ought to go. Um, And when we're struggling, Lord, we'll follow a little closer and hold your hand. And we give you thanks that you're faithful to see us through. Father, speak through your word as always. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, here is Philippians 3, 15 and 16. Paul writes, All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Now, this is kind of a follow-up to what Paul was teaching at the end of the first section of chapter 3. And so, uh, he's saying the mature believer Uh, forgets what is behind and strains on towards what is ahead. They press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called them heavenward in Christ Jesus. The mature take this approach. Uh, The mature uh, are committed to moving on in their faith, are committed to pressing on 
with Jesus uh, toward the goal. And uh, the goal is keeping our eyes on Jesus. The goal is finishing well, as we discussed yesterday. Um, And so Paul says the mature should take such a view on things. And if on some point you discover that you think differently about something, that too God will make clear to you. So what he's saying is a mature believer might find themselves disagreeing with others within the fellowship and really struggling with something and really wrestling with something. And while they're in the midst of wrestling, God's spirit is at work in their hearts, teaching them, instructing them, opening their minds and hearts and eyes to other uh, possibilities in order that they might come to see um, with clarity what God wants them to understand. Um, and so I think that's what Paul is describing is a, a role the Holy Spirit plays in the life of the mature believer, that the Spirit irons things out so that we aren't tripped up by the things that separate us. We aren't tripped up by our disagreements, but the Spirit works within us to iron things out um, so that on the essentials, we are unified and there's harmony and then we don't allow ourselves to be tripped up by the things that where we might have uh, disagreements about interpretation or this or that. Um, and God will make clear to us everything that is unclear. He will, he will enlighten us. He will um, give us deeper understanding into things that we seek him about. Um, Paul says in verse 16, only let us live up to what we have already attained. Um, and so there's a sense in which... Um, He's saying believers should live as ones whose lives have been claimed by Christ. <laughs> We've professed faith in him, and his claim is on us. We are in, safely in the palm of his hand, and he's not letting go. We're his, and we ought to live like we're his. We're his. We've experienced redemption. We've experienced forgiveness. And we ought to live like we've experienced forgiveness. We ought to live like we've experienced the redemption of God in Christ. I really am challenged by this. I know that in my own living, in my own attitudes, my own inner life, sometimes in my own outward life, I'm not always the person that God would have me be in every instance. I'm not always reflecting the spiritual transformation of a close walk with God through the Holy Spirit. I'm not always evidencing the ripe, attractive spiritual fruit that God would desire to see growing in my life. And I'm challenged by this. Living up to what we've already attained, that is a, that is a high bar. And uh, I know that I can only do it with the Spirit's help and empowerment. Uh, I can't get there on my own. I can't be good enough on my own. It really does require the Holy Spirit's transforming touch if I'm going to live up to what I've already attained. Only God can do that in me. And so in a way, it helps me relax and uh, take a load off and realize it's not up to me. But I do have to invite the Spirit's workings. And I do have to long for that deeper, more mature work of the Spirit in my life. And I hope you do too. I am hungry for that. And I'm saddened in my own spirit when I fail, when I am tripped up by my flesh, when I'm tripped up by my ego, when I'm tripped up by my pride. Uh, I don't like when things like that happen. (laughs) And it just reminds me that I am so desperately in need of what Jesus provides. All right, my friends, thanks for studying with me today and for taking time out of your day. 
God bless you as you continue to consider these words.